I would not only give you pancakes, I will give you flavored pancakes. He has got everything to compete with Kansas City. Welcome to the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome everybody in to the podcast. It's May 5th, 2020. We had ourselves a rookie draft this past weekend. It was a ton of fun. Before we get to that, we're going to talk about a couple of headlines with the boys. First headline, Andy Dalton has signed with the Dallas Cowboys. What do you guys think about this huge signing? Wow. Unbelievable. I think that the NFL. uh, Yeah, I think that it just shows their... um, their confidence they have in Dak, which is unfair. You know what I mean? Like he's been one of the, I think he wins them games. He can't win the big one, but he's still young. And I, I don't think, think this means anything for Dak at all. I think that they're just telling him like, come on, you got to smarten up a little bit. It is only a one-year deal that they yeah. gave Dalton. I am curious more um, about what this means for, because a lot of people had Dalton maybe going to the Patriots, and he's definitely not going there now. Do they just ride out with Stidham for the season? Sounds like it. Tank for Lawrence, I think, is their uh, their motto this year. From what I've read, they're pretty high on the Stidham guy. Like they they think he can they can win him. It's not so much Stidham. I think that is the problem. It's the rest of the offense. Like who you couldn't give Tom Brady anyone to throw to. Why do you think this guy rookie coming in is, or, you know, second year, first year starter is going to do something that Tom Brady can't. You know, Belichick is going to try though, just to Ah. stick it to Brady. Be like, I'll win with this Stidham guy. Yeah. Brady was Um, a nobody too. And I made him a somebody. Do they just, do they just win with their defense though? No, no, not at all. Their defense was great last year. The first half of the season, because if you look at, who they played, it was bottom teams. If, and then when their defense started corroding, it was because they're playing against higher, you know, offensive teams that that brought more to the table than the first part of the season. So exactly, I, and that I division think, is yeah, that division's not the cakewalk it used to be. Yeah, you know, Buffalo's legit now. Buffalo's got the Jets could get going a little bit now. Yeah. So they're not going to have the cakewalk wins like they had in that division. For the last ten years, I, I would be I would be surprised if the Patriots make the playoffs. To be honest, I thought we were I talking about Dallas. <laughs> oh yeah, well, <laughs> we, we started there. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't think that means anything. They brought Dalton in; just he's a backup. I think it gives. I think if Prescott third quarterback of the future. Uh, I don't know. I think Prescott is, but I think that it's 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 Jerry Jones is giving. Doc a message saying, listen, if you don't, if we don't think you're the guy, we have someone else who can do it. Like I, I, with, with what Jerry Jones did in the draft and, and their running game that they have, they have so many weapons that I, I think Jerry Jones is sending Doc a message saying, prove it, prove it. Let's see what you can do. I just think Jerry Jones is like, okay, we need one guy with red hair on the team. And they got rid of <laughs> the coach. Like, oh, yeah, bring in Dalton. Yeah. Huh? 
And that's all this is. This is the redhead quota Rooney rule. The Rooney rule. That, and that's all that this means. The uh, Annie rule or whatever. I, I just think rule. That, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, I, out of, if you told me anyone that he was going to, I would have never thought Dallas. I can, yeah. Never in a million years. Nope. And no do you way. think, like, Cam Newton is still sitting out there. How? You know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We thought he should be on a team. I thought he would have been, so I said that. He's a, he's, this guy's going to be signed as soon as the draft is done. But maybe there's something we don't know health-wise with this guy, too. He was the MVP four seasons ago, like 2015. He brought their team MVP to the Super Bowl. Like, he's, he's not, uh, uh, there's got to be something wrong. Or he's just asking for too much money. I don't know. There's something. There's something going on that Cam Newton doesn't have a job. When Andy Dalton has a job, Nick Foles is signed. All these rookies are good to go, and yet Cam Newton, Cam Newton, who is the staple of like what quarterback? A big running throwing quarterback. Unless, like you said, he's not healthy. There's That's the only thing I can think. Yeah, he's beat up, and we don't really know all the details. And people are looking at the medical reports and seeing stuff. And with this whole Corona thing, you maybe you can't get a a a, a vert, like a workout. Like you don't know, so like you know, like you can't bring the guy in and give him a physical, or you can't bring a guy. Perfect in. though, because he's always wearing scarves, so he's probably not infected for sure. He's fine. He's <laughs> like fine. he's wearing. He's ahead of the curve with the scarves yeah. covering his face. That's a good point. So I so not I'm only signing him. he's a frontline worker and a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Next headline: All international games are canceled this year. Do you guys even care? Does it matter that games are over in London? No, I just want games. Period. I don't care. Like, just don't cancel NFL. Like, I don't care if there's people in the stands. We need. Sports. We need the I'll, NFL. We yeah. need the games to play. I don't care where they're played. Yeah, I'll give up across the sea just to get the the NFL. It does like I mean, who cares? Just give us the NFL. Give us football. Like, Please. I don't care where you play it. If it's safer to play here, just play. Like, it's a, it's a, across it's, the pond on a pond. I don't care. Yeah, on skates. Perfect. Final headline. The Jets say they want to lessen the load for Le'Veon Bell. We've heard this before, haven't we? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Gase, I think, can you mismanage a team any better than him? Like, I <laughs> I think you give up Drake. You give up uh, Landry. You give up, like, like, you can't. The guys just have no respect for him. He, they wanted to trade. He didn't even want Bell. Like, is it a surprise that they want to lessen his load? No. Is it a surprise that they use him? Yes. So, every year, Bell's team, whatever team he's on, Pittsburgh or Jets, oh, this year uh, we're going to try to reduce his carries. It never happens. He always is up near the top of the league in per-game carries. Who do the Jets have? What are they gonna, who are they going to give the, the ball to if not – Bell, like if they're in games where they can win, which I expect with some of the the new changes in their offense and that, I think they might be in some games. When push comes to shove, just like when he was on Pittsburgh, they're giving Bell the ball. They're not going to take him out of the game. He's such a game breaker, game changer. So I I think it's baloney. I don't I don't think so. I think when Gase talks, 
he means it. He, it's like he's bigger than the team. I think he tries to prove a point. I can win with whatever. He wants to give Darnold the ball more. They drafted Mims, who's awesome. They have Crowder. They have their tight end there. I think that he just doesn't want it to be a one-man show. I think they want to make it a team show, and he's the guy behind the team. Same with Miami. When they had all those – when Drake was insane, he did he give the, Drake the ball all the time? Never. Well, gave that's why they kept bringing in like Unless everyone else. Damian Williams. Remember back then? And like it, it was it was just no, I'm gonna run the team how I want to run it, and it's not one guy. And I think honestly, because they didn't win last year, he wanted to trade Bell. Like so trade him. <laughs> exactly. I don't think Bell loves it there. And teammates, all the teammates who've spoken out said he's the best teammate ever. It has nothing to do with Bell, and he's not getting younger. He's not getting, you know. So I think that Gase is going to – they've drafted that rookie Perrine guy. I think that that's, that's – He's going to start. Yeah. I, I was going to ask, how far – like, does this news push Perrine up in a redraft draft? Does he oh, become yeah. one of those rookie running backs that gets drafted way too high? Maybe now, yeah. Some of the dynasty drafts haven't taken place yet. Every little, every little news headline is going to bump a rookie up here and there or down, right? So we overreact say, yeah. things right now. I think he's going to get his shot. That's all I think. I think it's his job to lose. The worst case scenario, he, does, he doesn't do the job. Best case scenario, he's going to split it with Bell. But Bell's not going to get the touches that he did last year especially with them drafting the wide receiver, O-line, Darnold being a year older. It's not going to be what it was last year. I don't think so. Yeah, if I had Bell in a dynasty, I would be trying to trade him ASAP. <laughs> Good call. Okay, let's move in, boys. Um, on, sat on Saturday night, we had our dynasty rookie draft. And to me, it was a blast. We had a ton of trades. Uh, everyone was on Zoom. Everyone was calling each other, talking trades. It was amazing. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be that much fun. But what 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 were you guys take away? Yeah, I did not either. And anybody that's listening that knows us and knows our league, our main league that we've been in forever, us guys, is basically a redraft league, one keeper. So I didn't know what to think with this dynasty league, just drafting rookies. Mm. But holy crap, was that fun? That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was I, having all the extra assets of the draft picks, I didn't really consider. And maybe just because we've all been so starved for sports, too, everyone is a little more into it. But yeah, the trades, like on draft day, like 19 trades, 12 in draft trades, everybody on Zoom, what, like 12, 14 guys on Zoom, muting their screens, cell phones going. Like it was great calling each other, making swaps, trades, picks, moving all around. I, I felt last with it. Yeah, I found this draft so unpredictable. Like because I kind of had a couple guys that I wanted, uh, but because of all the trades, you you don't take into account like nineteen trades in you know a four hour period is is pretty. <laughs> it's it's up there. So, but because we had the veterans draft, um. Then you go to the rookie draft where it's just rookies and then the taxi squad. I think it, 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 it was like going 
I liken it to going to like a buffet where you, you don't just, you, we drafted early in the year, startup draft, whatever. And then, so you don't just go to the salad bar and think, you know, this is good. You have to keep in mind when you go to the salad bar, I got to eat the whole, the rest of the meat and the potatoes and the dessert. So what I found interesting about this whole thing was that when you started, you looked at everyone's team as to where they started at the salad bar. Okay. Where, what are they starting with? And then you, I kind of patched guys in as to what they were going to take when they go to the meat and the potatoes. And then there was trades coming in and you're like, man, I don't even know. I just want to grab my guys. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was crazy to be in with 12 guys who knew what they were doing and trying to fill their roster to make it something that, it was epic. It was awesome. It was fun. It was, I'm it was surprised. Complete maniacs that started the dessert. Yeah. Well, Where yeah. are those guys? Everyone's skipping beef. pudding. Yeah. For Jordan, the, Jordan's eating salad and you got Mason over there eating scooping chocolate pudding. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Dealing with so They just went right to the sweetness and, <laughs> and he got like several trips to the salad bar when we only had four. So I don't know. It, it was. Yeah, I was just going to, just before we keep going, um, it went Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, and Keyshawn Vaughn. Those were the top six, all running backs. Which was crazy because, I don't know, like I was thinking with the dynasty, you get a lot more bang for your buck usually with your wide receivers because they're elite for longer. So I thought maybe Judy or Lamb would be sprinkled in there, but that surprised me a bit. And maybe because for a bunch of us, it's our first dynasty draft. Maybe that was the case. Yeah, but I think that's what it goes back to this to the all you could eat, man. Is that when you when I was I had a couple picks in the first six rounds or first six picks is when I did the veterans draft. I built my team on right. wide receivers. Right. So I have young wide receivers that are in their second, third year that are just entering their prime. In Dynasty, wide receivers take two, three years to get where they want to go. But this year, I feel that there's so many running backs that can immediately – Akers I loved. Vaughn I loved. Swift I, I didn't I – like, I, like I felt like a fat kid going to a pool party. You know what I mean? Everyone's saying, take Swift, take Swift, take Swift. I'm like, man, I don't want to off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, you don't want to, you know, I, I feel like you have to go jump in the pool because everyone wants you to, but I don't want to leave my shirt on. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go with, give me a year. I'm going to get buff. And then, so that's why Dobbins, I think was the better, better choice. I just think that uh, with the, the whole situation of how the teams were built, I think the six top guys were the six guys that should have went. That's how that's I, true. Yeah, you know, found it interesting yeah. because going into this draft, everyone was talking about how deep it was at wide receiver, but yet once the NFL draft happened, it was the running backs that fell into the perfect spots, and I think that's why they were taken as the top six picks. Yeah, True. I think that uh, Vaughn. I think that there's a couple guys that start out uh, besides Ceh. Taylor, I think, still going to be in a little bit of a timeshare. Uh, after that, Acres is great. Um, Dobbins, you're going to have to wait for. 
Yeah. Akers, Vaughn, and CEH, I think, jump right into pretty much starting roles right off the bat. They're going to be awesome. And then how the the wide receivers kind of went as planned after that, that's what filled out the bottom six of that first round with Judy, Lamb. That was a little bit – but, again, it was because of the – the regular draft before the rookie draft is why Judy went before Lamb. And then Jefferson, Ruggs, Reger, and Auk to round out the first round. But um, I was kind of surprised Mims really fell. He was seventh pick of the second round. Did you find that kind of odd? Because to me, he's right there with those guys. Yeah. I think it's 100%. people hate Adam Gase. Yeah. The Jets, right? They have a Jet, stank on them. For whatever reason, Mims is a great player, man. I, I think he should have went higher. That's what I mean. You'd think he would have been up there with those other guys. After so after the C D and Judy, it went Jefferson, which is I think that's pretty much the way it should go. Um some the, people and like rugs be, right up there though with Judy and Lamb. I just don't love Rugs landing spot. Like I don't I don't I'm not saying I don't like the Raiders' offense going forward. I just don't think that. So kind of like the Mims thing. Yeah. Where he landed. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not a Gaze fan. I don't, I don't, I can see why he dropped that low. There's a lot like Ayuk went before him, I believe, um, which I like a bit better because of the coaching and, and where, what, what they're going to do with that offense. Gaze is such a shot in the dark. It's like, he always wants to prove something to someone else and it doesn't necessarily. I still, it. I think would have taken Mims over Ayuk. I just think that no, there's so many mouths to feed in San Fran, not to mention they're a run first team. I don't know. I think Mims is going to be highlighted on that offense. Personal opinion. He did. Overall, it was, it was, it was awesome. Well, Albert he's the best o, wide receiver on that team. Albert O, the last pick in the whole draft, I think, yeah, I think he could be good. I mean, again, they already have a good tight end in Denver, but Fant's been hurt and he's hurt all the time. Yeah, and with Locke playing with him, they actually called Locke before they drafted him and uh, Alberto, and uh, he said, "Get this guy, please get this guy." I think you're gonna do a lot of tight end sets. I think that he's gonna take away from uh, the slot that they. Uh, Slot receiver there. Uh, I can't remember his name. Harden or Heldon or the guy they dropped. Heldman. I think that uh, he's going to be a tight end machine. You're talking Hamler? Yes, Hamler. Yeah, that's that's who it is. I think that he's going to uh, he's going to be a t- he's going to be a red zone machine, and that's all he does. He's big. He's fast. I've watched a lot of tape on him because I love um, Alberto and. With him and Locke together, it's just the chemistry. You can't teach that. Yeah. I posted a good video on, if anyone wants to look on our Twitter, um, a video that was done by uh, Respect the Point on Albert O and made me gain some respect for that guy and kind of opened my eyes to how good of a, a tight end he is. I, anybody that wants to watch it, it's a, it's a great little video. That guy does, does sweet little uh, background videos on players. Yeah. So Ryan, why did, was Acres your your running back to go into it, or what were you thinking? Is that that was your guy? So I had the sixth pick. Um, I had Acres as my number two overall going into the draft. I had I would have taken Hilaire obviously over Acres, but 
Akers, uh, when you watch him play, he specializes in the little screen passes. And when you think back to what Gurley did so well on that offense and why that offense was so good with him, it was it was those little screens. It was up the middle, up the middle, out on a screen, and he'd take it to the house. And it made that whole offense run. I just think that Cam Akers, I think um, they got their guy that they wanted for their system. So for me, uh, if he can come anywhere close to what Gurley used to do, he's he might be the number one pick in the draft. That could very easily be the case. Yeah, I th- I I just think better team like with Vaughn. I think Vaughn lands in a better situation where he's surrounded by better players, better better a better offensive line. Um a quarterback that'll open up more like Goff isn't Tom Brady. So that's kind of when, where I was leaning with Vaughn. And I think Vaughn will slide in and just start right away. Well, we have was- seen, we have seen the sample size or not sample size. We've seen what the Rams do with a good running back. Like Gurley was until he yeah, started but they to break have, down. They have three of them, right? Superstar. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I, I agree that acres is going to step right in. Vaughn, that offense isn't to me. It's not as uh, as potent for the running back as the Rams' offense is going to be. Like it's the other the other downside with Vaughn, and it's not massive. But when we're talking about a dynasty league, he he was in college for like five years, so he's two years older than basically all the other running backs. He's twenty three already. Yeah. So when you when you're thinking about running backs, how late they stay good, you know, years and not wise. and not just not just the years, it's the miles on those tires, right? Yeah. Every hit is one less hit in the end. Yeah, but coming from Vanderbilt, I don't think that that's a big problem with him. I think that it's more he where he excels is getting the ball. He can catch, he can pass, pass protect. He's uh, Bruce Arians kind of guy. Like I think that he's gonna fit right in and take over. And you you can't take away where a running back's drafted. Like you can't take a good team. You can put a good running back into a good team. You can't put a good running back into a team that didn't make the playoffs. Like it's you're just gonna excel at seeing what happens. And I I think the Rams are on decline. And I think that Vaughn is going only going to go up. So say it takes acres two years to get where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are starting. Like you, you can't tell me what they're doing in Tampa Bay is what is different from, or is it worse than what the Rams are at right now? That's my point. Yeah. It's there's no arguing that Vaughn landed in a perfect spot. What did you think about the quarterbacks? Burrow went at the 201 and then Tua at the 206 and Herbert at 210. Kind of as I figured they would go. I mean, honestly, so I got Hibbert the last out of those three. I was I wanted one of them because my quarterbacks are uh, Wentz and... I believe Stafford. So I wanted a quarterback for the future. Hibbert 
or her bear or whatever, he could end up being, <laughs> hey, I think, I think he could end up being the best at all three of them. He's, he's definitely dropped into the best situation right away to show what he can do. He's a big kid. He's kind of like, um, Alan light over in Buffalo there. He's that similar type of player. I think, I think he could be the best out of the three personally, even though I probably saying that would have taken two over him just yeah. for the longer term. Seeing where Burrow went and where Tua went, I like where Tua went because you don't have to. He, Tua could arguably be the if he the biggest risk reward. If he's yeah. the healthiest, it's a steal. That's what comes down his health. They, they didn't so destroyed. If he didn't have that injury last year, he's probably he probably gets taken over Burrow in the actual draft. Yeah. I don't and, know what it, I don't know why I just God, some about Burrow I just don't trust. Maybe it's that he went to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Maybe it's the Bengals. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Just some about it. It's that team bias. Could be completely wrong. Could be wrong. Okay, let's uh, let's move on here, guys. Um, just this last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, new offenses that we're excited about for fantasy this year. Every year we know the offenses that we love. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs. We want to get all the players on the Kansas City Chiefs every year in redraft leagues. We're talking. Um, what are some new fantasy teams that you want to get your hands on in the 2020 season? I I would say 100 percent uh, the Broncos. <laughs> and I I know I know it's I know I know I know. But listen. Drew Locke has been given, he goes to the kitchen. He says, I want to make pancakes. John Elway says, what do you need to make pancakes? He tells him flour, water, sugar. I don't know. Anything you need. Not only that. Somebody's never made pancakes. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But he says, I'll not only give you pancakes, I will give you flavored pancakes. I'll chop up banana. He has got everything to make this Denver Broncos team um, compete with Kansas City. And I don't mean that saying that they can't. I'm just saying that Kansas City is always – like they're, they're above and beyond. And this draft made them better. And being a Broncos fan, you can admit that. Like they're, they're just a good team to watch. They're a fun team to watch. They're, they're a good team. But with the Broncos doing what they did, I think that they have the ability to compete. and get out of the AFC with the champ, like with the championship. Is Drew I, Locke I, a starter I, this year? That's 100%. my thing. They have all the ingredients for the pancakes. Do they have the chef to put those ingredients together and make the delicious? Yeah. John Elway was the cake. chef. It's John Elway was the chef. Uh, Locke has Locke to mix is, it all together though. Is yes. he going to be able to stir it? Does yeah. He have the proper I, I think, I think he showed a sample size of what, he could do the, the rest, the remaining of the season last year. And I know Mr. Elway believes in him. And just by see, like, I think that he, he can do it. Melvin Gordon and, and Jerry Judy, like that's, that's huge pieces, that offense. So yeah, it'll come down to whether Locke can do it or not. And he looked good doing They near the end of the year, he was yeah. kind of getting comfortable. He looked good with, with yeah, like, he didn't, they, he didn't have anyone. Like really, like they the Broncos didn't like Lindsey carried that team. 
Robbie, you have any teams you're excited about? Obviously, the one everyone's looking at is Arizona. Adding Hopkins there, that offense is going to be explosive. You're going to want to draft Hopkins. You're going to, want to draft even Christian Kirk. Fitz could have a, a comeback year and be serviceable as a wide receiver, three-year flex maybe. Kenyon Drake, if he's the guy, Kenyon Drake could easily be a top, what, 12 running back. If he is, if they dedicate themselves to him, he could be, heck, he could be top 10 easily. So I like that offense a lot. Um, an interesting one that could be fun is, uh, is Buffalo this year, adding Stefan Diggs, yes. Moss, kind of that thumper yep. out of the backfield. I think they want Allen to maybe uh, take a few less shots. So now they got Moss to step in. He can be that uh, that uh, you know thumper in there to go with goal. I think exactly a lot of goal line too. So I think they could be a fun offense. Stefan yeah. Diggs to I'll, add with Brown. They finally have an air game, so Allen can just hoist it up to those boys, and they can go get it. And then they have a nice running game, so they could be a fun fun team for some offense as well. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Philip Rivers in there, Taylor, the new running back, Pittman, nice big wide receiver added. So, and then always Ty, he's always a, a good uh, fantasy player. So, I like a couple of those offenses for guys that I might target. And I think that with Buff, I love. I, I I'm going to target some Buffalo players this, this year because they have been so bad for so long that it's cool to see them turning the corner. And I think um, Allen did what he could with what he had. Now he has more tools, a lot like Locke. I think that those two quarterbacks are going to be huge. And with um, Allen having Brown, Diggs, Beasley, uh, Knox, like I think that these guys are, are they 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 have the ingredients to be good, and they're good quarterbacks, and they have good defenses around them. That I think that they're going to be, um, be fun. Yeah, be I think they're going to be something special. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I like Buffalo too. I I think that uh, and Allen too. Like he can run the ball and taking that Singletary, not having to be the cowboy. I think that's gonna be a great having, combo, um, Moss awesome. and Singletary. And I think they can both be yeah. fan, uh, fantasy relevant. Yeah. Like they're not guys that yeah. you want as your one 100%. or two, but as a flex for sure. I think. Um, yeah. Do you guys think yeah, any chance? Think of last year how we were all at this time hyping the crap out of the Cleveland Browns because of all the big moves they made, bringing in the big high-profile names, and we see how that turned out. Is there any way that that could happen to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year? No. Zero. Because of coaching. I think coaching is the big difference. Though. Coaching. Yeah. I believe in Bruce Arians. That's it. Yeah. Kitchens was a mess, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. He, Bruce Arians. Yeah. I think that no one had respect for their Cleveland's coach. I think that uh, with Tampa Bay, they use what they have to the fullest potential. That's why it may not – I love the, the opportunity in fantasy football for each player, but you're expecting them to score a lot of points every week. So what he does is he kind of – focuses on his opponent and makes it work on one player. So Godwin Evans may not constantly put up 25 points a week, but there's those we they're never going to put under. So, cause he knows his opponent, he's going to go with, I'm where thinking more, not uh, so much team wise, but individual, like could, 
Mike Evans be this year's Odell Beckham, you know, where there's all the hype because his team's boosted up so much or Vaughn for that matter. Um, you know, everybody's hyping up this offense, Tom Brady, Gronk, could these guys individually as fantasy players actually be disappointing this year? You know what I mean? There's so much on them. Just like last year, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, everyone's like, these guys are going to have monster years. They were as top 10. Yeah, but you're going with Baker Mayfield and Tom exactly. Brady. Good point. Good point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just asking can't. the question. I don't necessarily can't. believe can't. that, but I'm asking the question because, man, people were hyping the crap out of for, for uh, fantasy-wise. Mayfield is going as a top 10 quarterback. Odell was going as almost the number one wide receiver because of that offense. I'm not talking team-wise, but fantasy-wise individually. Yeah. Should we be careful with Brady, uh, with you know Gronk, Vaughn, and just be careful with our overhyping because of they're all together in this super team. And it's not the ideal offseason either for that to happen either, right? They're not going to have right. the 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 same offseason program to get it all together. Ultimately, I think Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, um, mm -hmm. just those two compared to Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield, I think that's what Good makes point. the difference. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Time will tell, and I, I hope we get to find out. Yeah. I think that's something we have to keep in mind with, with every rookie, though, is they got a lot to learn. And if there's no offseason program or, you know, you, they're just learning pen and paper. So I think every rookie that we drafted this year, you're hoping that they step in, but we have to temper expectations until like week four, week five, maybe. Absolutely. You know, guys, we got another one in the books. Thank you very much. It was a, it was a blast. Nice chatting with you boys. I've seen your faces. See everyone next week. Thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs>